Tonight's film is Ghostbusters 2016. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. Join the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. <laughs> uh, you didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! In this film, that is not a continuation of the original Ghostbusters, which is something that might confuse people based on the marketing campaign. Mm. It's actually an alternate universe in which the Ghostbusters don't exist, so... We have our new Ghostbusters, played by Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones, who play Abby, Aaron, Jillian, and Patty, respectively. Abby and Aaron know each other from college. They're old college chums that had a falling out over a book. Then you have Holtzman, who's just... I don't even know how she knows Abby. It's just, oh yeah, we work at the paranormal investigation center yeah i think they just work at the same place but concerning the kind of person that jillian holtzman is i'm curious as to how you met her to begin with but anyway leslie jones works for the mta and witnesses some paranormal phenomenon and decides that she can lend a hand in helping them catch goose so they become the ghostbusters and they have to save the day from a completely one-dimensional villain Phil, what did you think of Ghostbusters 2016? Uh, I didn't hate it. Like, I'm not one of those people that walked out of it, oh, they ruined Ghostbusters. My childhood is over. But uh, I really didn't enjoy it that much. Like, it basically, like I expected from the trailer, a lot of jokes missed for me, and the ones I enjoyed from the trailer, I didn't laugh here because they had already been spoiled by the trailer. Exactly. The one joke that I would have laughed at was already in the trailers prominently, and that's the scene in which Patty has to slap the shit out of Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. You know, oh, hell no, the devil is a liar. Yeah. I thought that was funny in the trailer mm-hmm. the first three times, but then after I've seen the trailer 16 times... It's no longer funny, so when it happens in the movie, it's no longer funny. My main issue with this movie, just in general, not even comparison to the original, just as a movie, is I really didn't connect with any of the characters. They have no chemistry. They're just disjointed pair. We're all together just because. Yeah, I I guess that's kind of an issue with the casting, because the only person, well, two people I thought who were having, well, three, Chris Hemsworth, Leslie, what is it? Jones? Yeah, Leslie Jones, I don't know why I blanked on her last night for a second, and Kate McKinnon seemed to all be having fun, but yeah, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, to me, played it a little too straight, and they did not, I didn't buy their friendship at all, they did not come off as 
friends at all. And I know it's kind of hard to capture your spirit of the original where all those guys, except for Ernie Hudson, were like best, best buddies, but even so. I don't think it's that hard. Yeah, and they're all good actresses, but for whatever reason, it, yeah, it just, it didn't gel for me. Yeah, while you say you didn't enjoy it that much, I'll just say I didn't enjoy it at all. Like, I was bored throughout most of it. It was very bland. They had a couple jump scares in there, but the trailer already gave away the jump scares, so it's like, okay, sure. Uh, there was some woman in the audience that, or maybe it wasn't a woman, maybe it was a younger woman, mm -hmm. because she was talking about, oh, I wouldn't go in there, and I was like, oh, really? And you're like, oh, well, you gotta understand, it's some kids in here that aren't used to scary movies. Even though I'm not convinced that was a kid, I think that was an older one. Maybe. Well, I'm just but, saying, yeah. as a kid, I thought the original Ghostbusters was scary at points. Obviously, not now as an adult, but as a kid, it had some scary parts as yeah. a little kid. But I was going into this movie, my expectations were right next to Dinosaur Bones. <laughs> so I assumed that it could only go up from there. I was like, well, I've heard good things about Kate McKinnon's character. Mm -hmm. And so I'll see how that goes. I wasn't interested. Maybe it's because she carries on like she doesn't care what she doesn't. And so it's like, well, why should I care? There's no tension to the movie because she doesn't have a fear of dying. The rest of you treat this like it's a fucking joke when a ghost apocalypse happens. We're still cracking jokes all the time. How am I supposed to take any of this seriously? I don't. And the only good thing I took away from it was... The scenes involving the proton packs, because in 3D, they utilize that very well. Mm -hmm. But there's so much, so many scenes in which it's just them bouncing jokes off each other that go absolutely nowhere, that that's not even worth it. To sit there for two hours to wait for two prominent scenes with proton packs and a couple training montage mm -hmm. scenes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is the one thing I liked, which I liked from the trailers, is the production design. And yeah, like I said... It's really, like, comes down to the characters. Like, I really felt like this movie needed some of it, not all of it, because some of the scenes where they're not busting ghosts in the original kind of are unnecessary. Like, we didn't need as much of Bill Murray hitting off Sigourney Weaver. Get it, dude. This is Sigourney Weaver. You're Bill Murray. She's hot, but we can't move on but yeah I felt like we needed those quiet moments that connective tissue in between the ghostbusting scenes and you you don't get that here it's two hours but it's very bare bones it's like this happens then this happens and this happens well, this happens so I'll give it that it's structurally sound but when there's no meat on the structure for me as a viewer to enjoy it's kind of like Damn. <laughs> I think one of the problems, too, is they try to have one quiet moment of Kristen Wiig explaining why she's doing mm -hmm. this, where she talks about an experience she has a child, which could have been compelling if, number one, they showed it, mm -hmm. and number two, if they didn't end the scene with Kate McKinnon kind of still making a sly joke about it. I mean, sure, it's kind of, oh, you're a, we're all buddies here, so I believe you kind of thing. But at the same time, it was unnecessary. And then, too, within that story, when she talks about how the kids picked on her, and she's like, oh, the kids call me Ghost Girl. I'm like, Ghost Girl? That's the worst thing they could come up with? Are you fucking kidding me right uh, now? You had to a, go to therapy for that shit? It's a PG comedy. Please. So. A PG... 
It's not a PG comedy. Uh, it's PG-13, and you can't use that excuse when they had a fucking queef joke at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so, being called Ghost Girl is like, oh, yeah, but that's I the agree. Worst thing. They, that's one thing they could have done that could have improved on the original. They could have shown, like, yeah, how did all these kids, well, how did these What is their motivation for this? Even Holtzman has to have yeah, some that, kind of motivation. One, I love the original, but that's one thing you can say that they really never give you a motivation for. Except for maybe Egon. He's just like, well, science is cool science. Yeah, you could have had that for Holtzman, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, you didn't even bother. Yeah. And then the other problem well, is. Well, Ray also had, he owned a bookstore. But then well, they, yeah, they, uh, they could have improved on the original in that way by fleshing out the characters more. And then the other problem is the villain, on top of being one-dimensional, is so one-dimensional that he actually narrates everything he's doing. I talk shit about Jesse Eisenberg and Batman vs. Superman, <laughs> but shit, he had mo- more motivation yeah. than Rowan in this movie. Yeah. And I get what they are going for. He's kind of the other end of the coin of the Ghostbusters. But yeah, again, that's one of the things that's not fleshed out enough. Oh, they think and it's fleshed out. that's one of the things that was better in the original. They fleshed out kind of the whole villain and tied it into characters we liked. Oh, they think it's fleshed and out. Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver, so... I was bullied. So I want to bring about a ghost apocalypse. The end. Really? That's it? I'm so sick of these movies now where, I mean, that's what Jesse Eisenberg was in Batman vs. Superman. I was bullied. So I want to kill Superman well, now. And the weird thing is, it's kind of one of those things where it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where, like, I've met super nerdy people, but this dude is... It's not even that he's super nerdy, probably, that people pick on him. He just seems like a dick. It's like you seem like an unlikable ass. You don't seem like you have any basic empathy or, like... Any social skills. Yeah, it's like people don't pick on you because you're weird. People pick on you because you're a jerk. And then, speaking of lack of social skills... The character Kevin, played by Chris Hemsworth, pissed me off in this mm-hmm. movie. Because the character could have been funny, mm-hmm. but they play him as such an idiot, you wonder how the hell he's even still alive. How he's been able to function in life. Like, is he homeless? Because he can't possibly have a home that he's upkeeping if he's so stupid that, oh yeah, my glasses kept smudging up, so to prevent having to clean them, uh, I just removed the lenses. So, you don't really need glasses then, right? Because if you really need glasses, that means you can't see shit. So, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. and he doesn't and, even know how to answer a and, phone? And it, it's, it's kind of like uh, what you said, where it, this movie kind of has a weird tone, where it's like, I can't take anything serious because you guys started at such an absurd level from the beginning. Yeah. You never gave me any time to invest in the world, and then you can ratchet up the jokes just like you ratchet up the story. And it's funny to me, considering how much Paul Feig and Sony want to talk about people being sexist, and then the one male lead you have in the movie is a complete idiot who can't function on his own. Well, I get what they're trying to do. What are they trying to do? I guess the idea is, well, oh, the receptions in the original didn't really get to do that. She wasn't much. a fucking idiot, though. That and didn't know how to answer. I think a phone. it's also kind of supposed to be. It wasn't executed very. It's supposed to be a play on that whole. You in a lot of action movies and a lot of comedies, you get a 
female actress, even if it's somebody talented and they're basically just there to either nag the main character or they're just kind of like, hey, no. I'm here to look no. pretty. No, Phil, it's never been to that level. You know damn well if they would have had a receptionist, a female receptionist that acted like this, women's rights groups would have been all over this fucking movie talking about boycotting. But it's a man, so this is acceptable. Well, that's what I mean. It's a comedy, so they're trying to play it off, but they played it off so much. It's still sexist as hell. They've never done a woman like this in a movie that I can think of. Like a lot of movies, there's no meat to the joke. It's it's basically like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of female characters that are window dressing in movies, and that's it. There's no other meat to the joke. But they're not like. They're not After complete. the first time, it's like, it's not really funny. But they're not complete idiots, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they can be window dressing, but they're competent individuals. They might not contribute anything to saving the day. But, like, let's use Megan Fox, for instance. Mm. They'll use that, oh, Transformers are sexist because of the way they portray Megan Fox and Rosie Whiting. No, Huntington Whiteley. Her name is kind of okay. one of those names. And, uh... Yeah, was it? Nicole Peltz yeah. in Age of Extinction. Yeah, sex is because of how they have um, be the eye candy, but they're not idiots. They're competent. Hell, Megan Fox actually assisted in saving the day in the first movie with Bumblebee, but no, in this movie, the guy has to be a complete idiot. And then the other guy, Rowan, is, like I said, just completely one-dimensional. Mm, like, I get them trying to try something new let's do something other than just a supernatural event again but yeah like a lot of this movie it it's just, still a supernatural it villain. just didn't hit for me well i mean it's a human element too although i guess you could argue too had a human element with that guy yeah and then i thought okay well none of this is working for me so maybe the final action sequence will you know deliver for me not even that it was very underwhelming uh the 3D effects were still fine, but what use is it if I'm not engaged in any of the action because you guys aren't taking this seriously? Then there's a major plot hole, too, involving what the villain does, where it's kind of like, oh, so if you have the ability to do this, then how is any of this happening right now? How is it that you can't just be like, oh, I'll just do to the Ghostbusters what I just did to the cops? End the movie! I succeed! Why would I even want the Ghostbusters to tamper with my idea? Oh, Maybe I want the challenge. Well, if I want to be an actual villain who with brains, how about I single them out where only two of them can challenge me, or one of them. Have them take turns and see how well they do. Why would I want to have my whole plan come crashing down just because I don't want to put forth the effort to do what any logical person would do? And then the anti-climax of the huge... Ghost man. That's not a spoiler. If you've seen the fucking trailer, you know he's in there. <laughs> Just like if you've seen the trailer, you know Chris Hemsworth gets possessed. That shit, that was, I guess, important to the movie that they just threw in the trailer. Like, oh yeah, this this probably happens in like the first hour. It's not that big that's of a deal. What I was and then you see the movie and it's like, oh no, that's actually close to the end of the movie. This is leading into the big climax. And we just gave that shit away in the trailer like it was nothing. Which is probably... No, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as Terminator Salvation nah, giving away the fact nope. that Marcus Wright was <laughs> nah, a Terminator. That was that's, still, worse, yeah. that's still the biggest blunder yeah, the in Terminator trailer history. Terminator ones are still yeah. the, the most egregious example. Terminator Salvation, not the Terminator ones. Because even Terminator Genesis giving away John Connor as a T-3000 
is not that big of a spoiler compared to Marcus Wright being a Terminator. True. Because at least after John Connor is revealed, there's still more to the movie after that. That's not their biggest trump card, I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Marcus Wright, that was the biggest card they had to play, and it's like, yeah, we'll put that in the trailer. Which is probably why it'll never happen, but it's probably why we should go back to directors being able to cut their own trailers. But Hollywood marketing departments are never going to. I think some directors still do. Well, yeah, obviously Nolan probably at least supervises. Yeah, and I think James Wan and, does yeah, it too. To him too. Tarantino probably cuts his own trailers. Well, obviously. Because they're just as vague as, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the Hateful Eight. Yeah, man, that, pretty that was a vague, really so. vague trailer. <laughs> I was going to talk about, you know, I, I think I am going to bring it okay. up because you can't review this movie without bringing it up. One of the things that kind of pissed me off about this movie was how much of a political thing this movie has become. And I don't think it's any coincidence well, that this... is not completely the movie's fault, though. Okay, what are you trying to say before I continue? By that, saying it's not completely the movie's fault. That there are some fan people within fandoms that are automatically toxic to any remake, even if it's good. They're automatically like, I'm going to shit on it and be abusive. In internet comments. People were toxic to uh, the Total Recall remake, but there was no big fuss about that. They're just they, they got just bad reviews it. and didn't it flop? Yeah. And it had a whole shit ton of bashing before the movie came out, just like this movie. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But for some reason, this movie is the exception. Why is that? Oh, we have all females in it, so automatically you're sexist, and that's the problem I have with this. Well, one besides the movie well, itself being bland. Some people are sexist. <laughs> yeah, some people are, but not everybody. And what I don't like is how Sony has backed this idea. Paul Feig has backed this idea. Leslie Jones kind of backed this idea. She did get some mean tweets. Yeah, I was about to say, to be fair, Paul Feig got a lot of just ridiculously hateful shit sent to him on social media. Well, considering the shit that he said, and especially saying that the shit he said about geek culture, I can't remember what it was. But then he had to retract the statement because he was saying, oh, geek culture, all of them are idiots or something along those lines. And then he retracted the statement and said, oh, I've never met a person from geek culture that wasn't a kind person. It's like, yeah, you know, you fucked up because yeah, geek culture makes up. a super fan at the credits of this movie, some random guy, I guess, who helped with the production design. Uh, who was yeah. some Ghostbusters super fan. But the biggest thing... The part where I threw my hands up with this whole marketing campaign that this just surfaced within the last two weeks is there's this picture floating around online of Kristen Wiig. I think she was shaking hands or hugging or something like that. This little girl, what I'm assuming, at the premiere, mm -hmm. the little girl's dressed up like a Ghostbuster, and they're saying that if you don't like this movie, if you don't support this movie, then you're telling this little girl she can't be a Ghostbuster if that's what she wants to be when she grows up. You're against progression. That's bullshit. There's no way this movie is the be-all, end-all of female rights. True, but consider, I mean, how many action movies other than this have a female lead? You got Salt, the Marvel movies? Lucy. Okay, I'll give you those. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, all those. Let me see. I guess I'll look at my collection real quick. Uh -huh. Aliens. All right, I'll give Alien, you that. I'll give you those. Terminator 2. I'll give you those. Uh, Although a lot of those now are 
over 20 years old. I just said. Salt is 20 years old. Well, no. Lucy is 20 years old. Alien and Terror. Uh, Tomb Raider 1 and 2 is not uh, 20 years old or a decade pretty, old. Yeah, it's what, a decade? Might be more than a decade. Uh, let me see. Oh, you can argue all the Hunger Games films. Yeah. Uh, all the Divergent films. The fucking Twilight series. Give me a fucking break, Phil. Well, I don't I ain't about to go Twilight. It's a female-led movie. The female audience drives that fucking movie. Yeah. We're talking. It doesn't even have to be just an action movie. Female protagonists in general. They want to act like this is some rare feat. Oh yeah, remember that movie Kick Ass in which everybody only talks about Hit Girl and not Kick Ass? <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here, Phil. We ain't about to argue that shit. But it's I a mean, bullshit statement, and I think it's wrong that they want to use that as a way of guilt tripping people into seeing the movie. If people are not interested in the movie. Deal with it. Live with it. Don't sit up here and try to guilt trip everybody. Oh, well, you don't want to see it. And it might not be because you're sexist. It might just be because you don't have any interest in it whatsoever because you're tired of remakes. But we're going to say it's because you're against progression anyway. Did this too for the interview, even though that one... It's kind of one of those things where North Korea's fault that <laughs> that movie yeah. blew up. But Sony's response well, to that. but they greenlit the concept knowing there probably would be a backlash. And then push that in the marketing campaign. So yeah, it is still your fault. Push that in the marketing campaign. See the film that North Korea doesn't want you to see. And so all of a sudden, just like this movie, before the interview's controversy, nobody was talking about the fucking interview. It was just a forgettable Seth Rogen movie coming out in December that nobody gave a shit about. Then all of a sudden, North Korea's like, oh, we're going to bomb a bunch of your theaters if you show this movie. Then all of a sudden, people have to get on their high horse. Oh, it's my American right to see this movie. You're trying to silence my rights as an American. This fucking movie. Oh, they start passing around a picture with Kristen Wiig and some girl talking about you're against progression if you don't see the movie. And all of a sudden, all these people are like, well, you know, I always wanted to see this movie. Uh, I don't get all the hate for it. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited to see it. I, I couldn't wait to see it. It's like, get the fuck out of here. And you might not catch on right now, but I'm talking about the nerd group that we're a part of. You know, damn well, before, let's say, the last five months before this month, everybody was constantly dogging this fucking movie within that group, and then that picture surfaces, and all these people come out of the wet work talking about how they always wanted to see the movie. Well, it, it's simple emotional thing. It's kind of like, it's a nice thing. But it's becoming girl. a pattern within Sony to market true, their true, films this way. True, And I think that's wrong. True, And the fact true. that they, and people constantly were talking, like, in comment sections, like, whenever a review would pop up, from Screen Rant or Cinema Blend or Collider that gave a favorable review to this movie, people were all in the comments about, oh, yeah, so uh, how much did they pay you to say that? Or, yeah, you guys sold out, this and that. And I thought it was funny at first. Then after a while, I started to believe that maybe there's a possibility because when it gets to the point where even Watch Mojo does a top 10 facts on Ghostbusters 2016 and at the end of the video tells people to give the fucking movie a chance... To me, that says that Sony must be in somebody's pocket. And the fact that this movie has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. But let me see. Legend of Tarzan. It's like 30-something. Independence Day Resurgence. Another movie that's better than this fucking movie. Like 40%. Uh, yeah. Definitely not overlooking Warcraft. That had like 25% while this movie has 75 Fuck out of here. 
But that's the end of my rant. But I had to get that off my chest because I'm sick of this shit. It's been going on for the last week, and hopefully after this week, that can go away because Star Trek is coming out and people won't be talking about fucking Ghostbusters anymore. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. But... All that being said, I don't think it's anything wrong, though, with trying to be more inclusive. Because the Ghostbusters originally is kind of, well, not the cartoons, but the original movies are kind of male-centric. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. I didn't say there's anything wrong yeah. with having the women in it. I'm saying the problem is you making a big deal and saying, oh, if you don't like the well, concept of this movie, you're automatically sexist. made a big deal. Yeah, like, but, oh, you just put women in it because of... Social justice warriors and DC culture. But, but then, in the same breath, they lump everybody into the same category. And if you don't like the movie, regardless of your reasonings, you're automatically sexist. And then, not even to touch on the fact that Sony did a little propaganda of their own and went into the comment section, because you know this movie won the most disliked trailer of all time on YouTube. Mm. They went into the comment section and deleted comments and left mostly the sexist ones in the comment sections. There was other comments with people disliking the movie, but not for sexist reasons. They deleted those comments, but left a lot of the sexist ones. So to me, it's all one big marketing ploy, and it's bullshit. But I guess Sony was like, oh, well, controversy sales. Yeah, only for so long, Sony, because if we weren't reviewing this movie, I wouldn't have seen it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I probably would have arranged it just to see, but... Probably would have saw it on HBO. <laughs> Maybe. But I guess you want to go to ratings? Skip. Alright. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't hate it where it's going to go to the gallows. Yeah. I hate it. Now, if I had to give the marketing campaign a rating, it would be the fucking gallows times ten. But the movie itself is just fucking bland. There's no chemistry between the leads... The 3D effects are really well done, but it's a shame that they go to waste on this movie mm-hmm. in which the action scenes aren't engaging at all. The villain is probably one of the flattest... Well, not probably. He is one of the flattest villains I've ever seen. It's just a question of whether or not if he is the most thin villain I've ever seen. But i got to think long and hard on that. But the fact that I even have to consider that speaks volumes about this movie. And then it wasn't funny... Anything that could have been funny was in the trailers, and so you gave up your best jokes, and that leaves just a bunch of ad-libbing, because it feels more like, with Melissa McCarthy's part, her part feels more like, oh yeah, she's just Melissa McCarthy, as you've seen her in other movies that she's been in. Mm -hmm. Which really, Melissa McCarthy doesn't have the best track record with me anyway. The only movie of hers that I really loved was The Heat. Mm -hmm. And then Spy was okay, but all of her other films range from mediocre to flat-out terrible. Identity Thief, I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Tanner was pretty bad. Uh, I'm going to give this a rental, because I do... I can see where people, some people could like this. And not even on some agenda, just like, oh, I thought it was fun. But but do you like it, though? That's the important part. Yeah, I'm just... If you're giving it a rental, you're saying because you would watch it at home. Ooh, yeah. Because that's the thing, too. (laughs) It's like, I I don't see myself ever watching this movie again. Damn. (laughs) I might re-watch it out of curiosity to see which one is worse between this and Ghostbusters 2, because I didn't like Ghostbusters Uh, 2. But outside of that particular curiosity, which when I think back on the movie I just watched... Ghostbusters 2 again. (laughs) 
Oh, so that answers my question, so I don't have to do that. Just because, like I said, maybe it's because he guys my favorite Ghostbusters, but I thought Harold Ramis had some funny lines in Ghostbusters, too. I, they let him do a bit more. It still has its problems, but yeah, probably. And But the thing with giving Skip, I don't think this is, like, completely, like, <sighs> damn. But, yeah, I, I just still. Like, oh, no, you don't have to cave to it. Well, I know, but. I'm just having you to wait it out. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Because this is one of those times where I don't like the star system, but I wish I could use it. Because, to me, sometimes when people think rental, they think like a two star or like one and a half. I don't think this is that bad. This is like two, maybe two and a half. I uh. just. It's just mediocre. For me, it's not too Yeah, much. I know. <laughs> to you, it's not. It's like me. half. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just star. elaborate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I probably would not watch this again just because I didn't get much enjoyment of it. But I don't think this is a waste of time. I don't think this movie shouldn't exist, like I said at the beginning. It didn't ruin Ghostbusters for me. Oh, you My still got the TV series. You still got the original yeah, movie. Yeah, like... It's just like the Robocop remake. It's just a crappy remake of something I, I, I forgot liked. that remake even existed until he brought it up. Yeah, it's, it's just like a lot of these remakes. It's just not very good. Well, or I just let's, didn't let's not make that blanket statement. Because there are some remakes that are actually good, like Dread. Yeah. Like Let Me In. There are some good remakes out there. Okay, well, I'll say... With Big Budget Hollywood... Remake be fair because Dredd wasn't a big budget film, and that, well, that's only because that they was didn't a British production. And there, Let Me In definitely wasn't a big Hollywood production. Well, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was. It was, and that was really good. Shame in every other right. sequel. Actually, see, damn, that kind of pissed me off because now <laughs> I think about the fact that that was actually a Sony movie, and that was one of their good movies. Wow. So what the fuck, Sony? Really? Um, before you had to resort to such terrible marketing Dude, techniques. And I can't say 80s remakes because I, I don't like it as much as the original, but I didn't hate the Total Recall remake. I didn't either. I, I liked the Total Recall so remake. It, it was sure, it's not as quotable as Arnold, but oh, definitely not. nothing will ever be. <laughs> you can remake not. any Arnold movie like they tried Which to. Which is probably my biggest issue because I thought Kate Beckinsale was great as the villain, but yeah, Colin Firth. See why Feral. <laughs> sorry, oops, sorry, Colin Farrell. Uh, wrong Colin. Excuse me, Colin Farrell. They should have somebody. You can see why. Yeah, you can see why his career has tanked. Cause even though he was good as the vampire and Friday, yeah. it's like where was this in Total yeah, Recall? He, I don't get it. He just has gone into the drain. <laughs> yeah, maybe the they should. Maybe they should have got Chris Hemsworth for that. Even though it'd be weird, because that would have been pre-Thor. <laughs> yeah. So, or no? He he is charismatic though. No, I think it came out in 2012, so it would have been after Thor's yeah, release. So. I don't know, but they should have picked somebody more charismatic. Yeah. Colin Farrell just wasn't doing it in that. Movie. But uh, yeah, and that, like I said, if you liked it and your daughter saw it and she liked it, well, I, I have no issue for that. Yeah, I'm not against I'm that. I'm glad if you like it. it's bringing more people to the fandom. It just for me, was just they could have done much better. Part. It just, yeah, it it just settled for being good to, in my opinion, mediocre, and ate a lot of the stuff from the original. Some of it was like okay, like the opener. I was like, okay, that's a nice 
Wanting to do with some like opening to the original, but other yeah, stuff, other stuff like Slimer, I was kind of like, this isn't necessary, guys. It wasn't necessary. There's also cameos in the movie that were yeah. like, all of them. I was like, you guys could have been way creative about this, but this is just blah. And I don't know if you noticed this, but obviously the big ghost walking. I was like, yeah, that's supposed to be a nod to the cartoon. I get it. Oh, yeah, the, the intro, intro to the yeah, cartoon. It comes the ghost, out the logo, yeah, yeah it starts yeah. walking. I'm like, I get what you're doing <laughs> yeah. there, Buffy. That's like one of the few clever things you've yeah. done in this movie. Yeah. And then, like I said, I, I like the ghost designs. Well, because they were more like the... And See, honestly, it, it probably won't happen, but if they made a cartoon where they could flesh out the characters more like the older cartoon, I might honestly like that. I might watch a cartoon. As long as... <laughs> It has a different... Because like I said, it has good production design and okay. creative new goals. Two things. One, I would watch a cartoon as long as Paul Feig isn't behind it, because that's another problem. His brand of humor does not work. If you get Chris Miller or Phil Lord to do this, it'd be fantastic. Keep the same or cast, just but just have them. Or writer. whoever. Yeah, just not Paul Feig for the animated series. And then two, when it comes to the ghost designs... I was fine with them. I know a lot of people hate it the way they look. It's like, really? oh, it looks so fake. And I'm like, they look like the original Ghost from the right. original movie, just updated with yeah, our technology. Yeah, they look fake so I didn't have a problem with them. What, what yeah. are you people talking about? So that part I didn't mind, but that goes hand-to-hand with what I'm saying with 3D hey, effects. Uh, I like the creature design, but Zool's dogs, those look terrible. <laughs> yeah. Even at the time, they looked bad. But now, with like the progression of time... I appreciate them doing practical effects on those, but those did not. Yeah. <laughs> that, those effects didn't hold up. So I'm with you. Like, I don't I don't get people's complaints there. What did you expect the ghost to look like? You, right. can't, you can't make it look like something that's actually frightening because then you can't get the kids in there. Yeah. You can't have it be like lights out up in this movie. Right, like yeah. an adventure story. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get that complaint at all. But yeah. but yeah, like I said, a cartoon where they have more time to flesh out the kids. I, I honestly would still check that out and support it. Or if they... A cartoon, they, sure. Yeah. This movie gets a sequel? Well, I hope you weren't planning on a review for that sequel because I'm, <laughs> I'm not watching that. <laughs> Phil can do a solo for that one, I guess. First solo well, I guess I can bring in somebody else. Hopefully it ain't Chris, because I know Chris ain't going to see that <laughs> well, shit, so. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that concludes our review. What's what did you give your official rating? Oh, rental uh, or yeah, rental. I'll give All it right. rental. Okay. Yeah, because you know what? I might do, I might honestly do what you do with a lot of movies, like, revisit after a certain point, see if I like it more. And I, well, I might, because there were points that didn't make me laugh, but I, I got a smile, like, Okay, but yeah, I was about to say, going back to Fall Peak, I think the problem is, like I said, with a lot of this movie, he only knows how to hit home runs. Like, he basically either swings and miss or he hits a home run. Like, I thought Brian's May was hit and miss, but that was very successful. I, I didn't care for it. Uh, I know a lot and of people liked it, but I was like, the heat. yeah. The Heat was the only one where I was like, this is awesome, and the trailer did it. I like to spy. I probably like the concept and the action scenes more than the comedy part, but I did yeah. like it. 
And Jason Statham only because yeah. it was a departure from yeah, what that, we're that used was, to seeing Jason yeah, Statham. That was, that was great. It was kind of like when they had Dylan McDermott in the campaign. Yeah. And that was pretty funny because you're not used to seeing Dylan McDermott do comedy especially like that. Especially since he was basically Batman. And especially since he was like the only part that was consistently funny in that yeah. movie. I, I I still want some kind of cartoon or animated or something. Dylan McDermott deserves to play Batman or something. He I deserves think. to play Sterling Archer if they make a movie. Well, that's... I know the rumor is John Hamm, but I'm like, John Hamm looks like him, but Dylan McDermott should be him. But, uh, yeah, that concludes our review. Once again, we are Love Night Watch. Why am I always standing on watch for you against bad movies? You can find a show by searching the iTunes store for the Midnight Watch. Just look for the cluster picture. And, or you can go to our main site, The Midnight Watch, all one word, And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Star Trek Beyond. Uh, and maybe Lights Out. Oh, no, see. Lights Out is a must. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess both. <laughs> Alrighty. So, see you next week, and thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night.